Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in absolutely kind of pretty with blue sky, Seattle. I mean, Benny, did you notice it this morning? You've been up hours before me. Yep. Yeah, and it was just gorgeous. And I look kind of pretty, too. <laughs> you do, actually. That's the only time I can really is that appreciate that. a clean that. shave? That yeah. is, actually. It's a couple days. Uh, you know, I don't have much up there <laughs> left, yeah, so I got to get like a clean shave. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yes, yes. That. So, yeah, it's gorgeous here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. And we hope it's beautiful wherever you are in the world and whatever time of day it is for you. And we know that storms are approaching the northeast in, in our lovely U.S., and so we're sending bright light and positive energy to your part of the world so that if there's snow, you get to enjoy it and it doesn't create too much chaos in your life. And we don't see the shorelines eroding as CNN um, anticipates that it might. So uh, we're sending positive energy to that part of the world. I still think we're thankful for having such a mild winter. Oh, I I agree. Oh my Unbelievably mild winter. Well, you want to know something so funny is, thank God one of my kids is an agricultural student, I I swear, because I forgot to plant 60 (gasps) bulbs for my backyard. I wouldn't say I forgot, but I asked everybody else to it, and they said they would, and then they didn't, and I didn't want to. I got the front yard done, but I didn't get 60 bulbs in, so my very smart PhD daughter told me to stick the bulbs in the freezer. Oh, yeah, to stop the growth or yeah, at least postpone of, the... Well, to get them to do what they would be doing right now. Okay, the, I guess we'd it, have to call her and find out exactly <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what happens. Right, whatever they would have done for the very short period <laughs> right. of cold weather that we had. And so, and then hopefully when I take those puppies out and put them in the ground, yeah. they'll just bloom. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, at any rate, we hope that everybody has a safe you know, weather experience in the Northeast. And, of course, one of my favorite things to do is to interview people here on the show, and today is one of those days. I'm interviewing William Bankston. He's the author of The Energy Cure, Unraveling the Mystery of Hands-On Healing. I've interviewed him. This will be my third time. So we're going to talk more about the mystery. Although when we were uh, off mic, both of us were, like, hoping that the other person would unravel it for them. So I think it's going to be a very fun discussion. Um, Professor Bankston is a... a professor, for, a professor, obviously, of sociology at St. Joseph's College in New York and the president of the Society of Scientific Exploration, an international group of scientists who study anomalies. His area um, of research is about healing, and he has numerous publications in the Journal of Scientific Exploration, the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine, and explore. In addition, he has lectured widely throughout the U.S. and Europe. In fact, you're leaving for Germany soon, right, Bill? Is yes, that... I am, next week. Oh my gosh, how exciting. And your book has been translated into German. Yes, yes. So exciting. Very I can't exciting. read it, but I'm told <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to have to start practicing, I think. Your re- yeah, right. Your research has produced the first successful full cures of transplanted mammary cancer and induced sarcomas in experimental mice by laying on of hands techniques that you helped to develop. Um, so, so this is fascinating. Welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thanks. It's, it's uh, fun to be here. Except I don't know if I heard the intro right. You, you have a beautiful sky in Seattle. We is do. That, 
Yes. And I have a friend in Olympia, and he calls me every once in a while when it's sunny, and he says, I don't know what this is. It's brightness. <laughs> and he said everybody's scared, and they hide in their basement. So I, <laughs> yeah, no. Sure. Actually, you know, when it's nice out, it's funny, because I, I think of Seattle people, we're kind of, I guess I don't mean to offend anyone, but I'm a native, so I think I can say it. But we're a little passive aggressive. You know, we <laughs> we smile. We're nice in coffee shops, but we, we don't invite anybody over for dinner. No. You know, we just don't. We're not like East Coast people or maybe California, <laughs> West Coast people. We're not that friendly. But when when it's nice out, everybody's friendly. I can be at the gas station and people are talking about their boating they're going to do in their weekend. And all of a sudden I know about their daughter's graduation. Yeah, it's yeah, hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe your friend needs to get out of the basement when the sun comes yeah, out. Yeah, well, he Olympia. gets scared because he, has, you know, he says it's been so long since he saw it. Uh, <laughs> and he's not sure what to do. It's, is it a sign of something? <laughs> yeah, I love you. Have such a great sense of humor, by the way. <laughs> you really. Well, we do. know the world already was supposed to end. So this could be the new end of the beginning or beginning of the end. I don't know. Excellent. I'm it didn't that. end. It didn't end. It, huh? Apparently no. We're still no. here. Yeah, we, we, get, we get reports late here in the East. Here, so. <laughs> right. You may get fashion and style before us. You know, yeah, but, but we don't know about the end. We're not, we're not that interested. Yeah. You're so funny. So because I've interviewed you a couple of times, and of course I'll be happy and will enjoy talking about some of the history that led you to write this beautiful book, um, The Energy Cure, by our same publisher, Sounds True. Um, I want to talk about the subtitle, which is Unraveling the Mystery of Hands-On Healing. So how do you think it happens? You know, like, just ordinary hands, <laughs> because, I mean, really, the first time it happened to me, I was pretty surprised and amazed, and I had touched thousands of patients with, with my hands, but not with intention, mostly with my stethoscope, quite frankly. Um, but, but how do you think it all happens, that healing can occur simply by a touch, well, I, I I would give your right arm for the real answer to that, uh, uh, but mine, uh, not yours. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I need both of my arms to do research. Uh-huh. So, um, so I'm I'm willing to sacrifice your right arm uh, to to uh, to help unravel it. Uh, I don't think there's anything supernatural, unnatural, odd going on. As as you point out, um, people the first time it happens, people are amazed, um, and I think that goes to our I don't know. Somehow we elevate this stuff, I think, beyond what it ought to be elevated. So I'm, I'm absolutely amazed when uh, I have lunch and, I, and my body knows how to digest it. So I, I wouldn't know how to do that. And, <laughs> and so there's, there's lots of stuff that we just normally and naturally do. Wow. And um, in response to a stimulus of food, our body goes into all sorts of crazy stuff that we, we could talk about unraveling the mystery of digestion. And nobody's unraveled the mystery of digestion yet either. So I think almost everything in nature is pretty mysterious and pretty awesome. And I think that this is no more mysterious than digestion. But having said that, I don't think anybody really understands digestion. (laughs) And I don't think anybody understands healing. But I I, I think they're both natural processes. Mm. And and I, I really think that healing is a response to need. I don't think healing comes from the healer. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from the healee. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and I think that in the same way that you, you eat uh, uh, some food and that's the stimulus, I think the healee is the stimulus. Mm, I, I love that. I, I mean, I truly believe that people heal themselves. It's 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 actually a really great thought, thought process to have when you work in the healing industry, as I do. Otherwise, I would feel terrible if things didn't work out or really responsible 
again if they didn't work out. And then maybe more elated than I need to feel if they, I mean, I'm always happy when people heal, but I love giving them the credit because there'll be, you know, many, many times in our life where we're going to need to heal from something, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual. And if, if we realize that we are a big part of our own healing process, the biggest part, then perhaps we'll even have the gumption and uh, the delight to do it all over again. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I, I, I mean, I've said to people that I've treated and get healed, and they they get all excited and all this kind of thing, and they go, wow, that was amazing, and, and doctors flop on the floor and all that kind of stuff. And I say, don't blame me, you know. Don't they, don't blame me that you got healed. You know, You're I'm not taking funny. responsibility for You're that. You're very funny. Yeah, I, I, right? just ha- I just happen to be around, you know. And, and so, you know, don't be blaming that on me. Because right. um, I think that a healer is really nothing more than a conduit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the healer, I think, the, the state of consciousness that the healer needs to be in or ought to be in or maybe is desirable to be in is simply allowing. And you're you're giving permission to allow whatever happens to happen, right? Uh, I don't think it's akin to a psychokinetic thing or mind over matter or I'm willingness. I mean, in in, in my experiments, they never go the way I expect, which is the fun of doing experiments. And and the fact that they never go the way I expect implies a couple things. One, I don't know what I'm talking about uh, because if I did, I'd be able to predict it. So I can predict the outcome as healing will happen. Um, so if I have cancerous animals, I know what the outcome is going to be, but I don't know the route that their bodies are going to take to get there. So unraveling the mystery is unraveling the process. I know, I know what the outcome is going to be. Um, and, and the only reason I know the outcome is because I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I throw a, a ball up in the air, I know what the outcome is going to be. It's coming back down. Maybe on your head, perhaps. Maybe on my head, yeah. So it's, it's, it's altogether possible. So I throw the ball up, it comes back down. I don't know why that happens. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you get a bunch of physicists together, and they'll argue for the rest of their lives about why that happens. <laughs> but they can predict the outcome. So I can predict the outcome of healing with reasonable accuracy, but I don't understand really the process of how we get there. Mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, this is the case, frankly, in the natural world, the biological world, the social world. We're not as smart as we sometimes think we are. <laughs> you know, I so agree. And I, I love that whole exploration of, you know, it, from my perception, how or why. And we don't need to know all the whys, but what are the, you know, uh, energetic reasons why a person has has a disease in their body? You know, what's creating contraction or... Um, stagnation or the dis-ease of an organ or some, you know, um, a beautiful system that's going on in the body. You know, w- what belief system or what energetic block is creating that? Or or which one can you, will you unravel that will bring light and new particles to the area so that the area can have um, some surprises and new consciousness and, and be open for something different? And that's the fun and interesting and exciting part, I think, of, of healing, at least it is for me. Yeah, it is. And, and historically, I haven't focused on the source of it. I know other people have, uh, such as yourself. You know, why does this happen? In, why does the dis-ease happen in the first place? And, and I, you, there's only so many things you can look at. And I'm interested in the process by which you go from disease to lack of disease, lack of, or ease. Mm. <laughs> and and uh, I, haven't, I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about the causes, to be mm. honest. And, mm. and that, 
you know, everybody's got their particular focus on it. And and I know other people that I've trained how to do this uh, are focused on that. Right. And they start talking about uh, blockages and, and energy systems and emotional connections and all mm-hmm. this. And I, I don't I don't offer an opinion because I just I really haven't done a lot of deep thinking about that. I I'm, that's I'm really here. Here's the condition. Here's the process. What is what's the stimulus for that? Uh, but but how it got there in the first place? I mean, honestly, I'm I'm hardly an expert and I don't have much uh, much deep thinking about it. Well, you know, truly what it all of that doesn't really matter as long as it works and that and the healer is having a great time enjoying his or herself, then we know that everything is working beautifully, you know, in the highest way possible. And so really, you know, it's whatever entices or excites or, um, you know, makes fun for the healer. And I know sometimes people think that's odd, but I think having a great time and enjoying what you're doing creates a positive flow of energy into whatever's going on. I, I think you're exactly on the money. Uh, when I do uh, treatment, or when I teach people how to do this stuff, and I teach them my healing techniques, I, I say, you know, the, I, I'm going to be prattling on and on, uh, but there's only a couple of things you really need to pay attention to. And one is be playful. Mm. And if you're not playful and having fun, you're screwing up. <laughs> and the other thing is avoid ritual. Right, exactly. To be playful and to let it flow. If you think you need to reproduce the exact same thing or you need to do exactly what I'm doing or you need to do, then you're not getting it. Wow. You you have to find your system. I have to find my system. So I tell them, ironically, do exactly what I tell you to do, but only for a while. Right. So I try to get you into some experience of healing and then move on and make it your own. And by all means, be better than me. You know, don't <laughs> right. replicate me. Go right. past me. Right. And have fun. And if you're not having, if you can't get to the point where when someone gets better, you don't understand why, but you're having fun doing it, then you're screwing up. <laughs> so, so then also the techniques, because I agree with you. I teach Reiki. It's my favorite modality. I haven't studied your techniques. Techniques. I really am looking forward to. I know you've created a six CD lesson program with your techniques, so people yeah. can purchase that from Sounds True or wherever Amazon. And um, Barnes and Noble, and um, and then learn these techniques. But then you want them to fly, which is exactly what I do in Reiki. I teach, you know, because you kind of need to have a system of something. If perhaps you, you don't have to, but if you want to study healing and you want to know how to approach the body, maybe you need to have something that starts you, that jump starts you. But then it's all about flying. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's really good to hear you say that. I've run into folks who go, do this, then do this, do yeah. this, and step one, step two, step three. Yeah. And, and and so you become so involved in the in proper performance of the technique, you forget what you're doing. Yeah, I, I so agree. In fact, what I like to tell people is that I have no idea what I'm doing, and, I, and I want it to stay that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it, how, you know, what my, well, actually, I, I can't agree with you completely because I like to try to unravel it. So. I can't either because I work for her too, and I need to be kind of in the know on what's going on in the radio show. So I need to know a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, so my idea of fun has been to try to unravel it. Mm. So mm. after I did and watched a boatload of people, it became, uh, you know, who cares? And, and that sounds callous, but if I'm doing this for selfish reasons, and obviously I'm going to do everything for selfish reasons, uh, I, I advocate selfish healing. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. So that at agree. the end of, if I'm treating someone, then uh, I should thank them. 
Aww. because I'm getting what I want. Oh, I, I completely agree. I absolutely agree. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm interviewing Dr. William Bangston. He is a professor at the St. Joseph University in New York. He teaches sociology. He's also the author of The Energy Cure, Unraveling the Mystery of Hands-On Healing. We'll be right back. This coming March, Marie will be making her way back to the East Coast. She's excited to announce that she will be attending the Virginia Festival of the Book, March 20th through the 24th. Before Marie heads off to Charlottesville, she will make a stop in Asheville, North Carolina at Malaprop's Bookstore, Tuesday, March 19th at 7 p.m. Marie will give a talk and sign copies of Intuitive Self-Healing. Find out more about these events and others in 2013 at energyintuitive.com. Having trouble picking up the Alternative Talk 1150 signal? Well, whether you live in Portugal or Puyallup, Tasmania or Tacoma, India or Issaquah, you can get Alternative Talk 1150 programming streamed live on your computer via our website, 1150kknw.com. It's true. Just visit 1150kknw.com and click on the Listen Live button. Make sure you have an audio player installed that will play streaming MP3 audio such as Winamp iTunes, or current versions of Real Player or Windows Player. Visit our website for more details. Remember, that's 1150kknw.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books throughout the U.S. in 2013. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Get current weather, traffic, and news. Visit 1150kknw.com and stay informed with Alternative Talk 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Remanu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. You can also catch us online at energyintuitive.com. And what's the radio or the I know sometimes I mix my words I'm such a I'm in so many different dimensions sometimes it's quite it's, all right it's hard to be always in the human body 
and recite language. <laughs> so, so what website do people go to for KKNW? For the station's website, it's 1150kknw.com. Oh, thank you, Vinny. Lovely. So you can catch us live online. And we have cameras in the studio, too, as well. And yes, I did put my lipstick on today and my mascara. I had to wake up really early to do that, um, but happy to do so. <laughs> and we're interviewing William Bankston. He is a professor of sociology at St. Joseph's University in New York. And, of course, the author of The Energy Cure, where you present astonishing evidence that challenges us to totally rethink what we believe about our ability to heal. In fact, Bill, for you, it happened um, when you were in your 20s. You met a psychic. Yeah, I met a, I met a psychic, and I, I tried to, uh, to make his psychic stuff go away. And uh, <laughs> so I was designing double and triple blind studies to show that he was, we were just reading stuff into it and... You know, we make too much of this stuff, and boy, was I fooled. Um, did you think he was sick or something? Were you, were you worried that he had a brain tumor or something like that? Well, I, I was, you know, I, I figured that if someone makes the kind of outrageous claims that he was making, uh, that, and and that, you know, you had to be a little bit delusional. Um, <laughs> and so I tried to point out his delusions, and frankly, I failed. You know, he, he was right. Wow. Uh, the stuff he was claiming, I, I could not make go away, and... The healing happened when he then rudely fixed my back. Right. And, and that was just it was just one of those spontaneous things where he was picking up energetically that something was wrong with you and, yeah. and began to speak to you about it. And then you reported this really horrible back pain that you've been having for a while. Years. Oh, my goodness years, gracious. Years. And, and he, I was actually the first person he ever treated. I, and, and he didn't know what to do. I, I said, you know, stop being such a schmuck. Come over and fix my back. He said, how? <laughs> And I said, I don't know. Just put your hands on it. You know, you're the hotshot psychic. Fix it. <laughs> and, and, you know, he rudely did. You know, and, and then my world was really screwed up. So I couldn't make the psychic stuff go away. And here I am now walking around without pain. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. And so then the two of you decided to actually work on people who had diagnosed health issues. Yeah. And, and so I watched hundreds and hundreds of uh, people be treated. And my problem, and this goes to um, what we were discussing before the break, uh, my problem was after the first couple hundred people were really interesting. Uh, but after that, it was just like the same old, same old. So someone comes in, they got a problem, they leave without a problem. So what? You know, I, I, it, I've seen it before. And so I started not to have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went into the lab. Mm-hmm. And so you took your experiments into the lab, and these were on, how many mice were infected with the um, sarcoma? Oh, I've had hundreds at this point. Wow. Yeah, hun- hundreds of mice. So they, they, they're injected. I mean, these are straight off-the-shelf kind of biological experiments that are routinely done all over the place. And so I, when I get labs in med schools and things like that, uh, we're just continuing the work that they're otherwise doing more conventionally, and I come in there and do hocus-pocus. And uh, <laughs> the conventional stuff doesn't do anything to the mice, and my stuff cures it. So... They get pretty interested, then they get pretty frustrated, and then they pretty much ask me to leave because <laughs> I don't make any sense at all. So, so the fascinating thing is that these mice have not been treated with, um, let's say, chemotherapy or radiation or anything of that nature. No, I, I have that on the drawing board, but I haven't been able to do it yet. Mm. Um, I'd like a double-blind study of uh, have them treated before... Uh, with the chemo and the radiation before I treat and also after I treat and while I treat. Uh, because my clinical observation is um, 
that chemotherapy and radiation don't go well with this, at least my techniques. Right. I, I know there are healers out there in whatever modalities uh, that say they can augment these treatments and right. and then relieve the, the symptoms and stuff. I don't seem to have that effect at all. Right. Um, I... I I, I, I don't, I mean, it sounds crass, but I don't think healing and killing ought to be combined. Well, I, I completely agree that we're, I think we're smarter than conventional medicine in terms of how we treat um, oncology patients. I, I, and I was an oncology nurse, so, um, yeah. I, you know, I, I believe that we're smarter. And, and I, I actually feel very optimistic more so than I ever have that perhaps in the next decade we're going to come up with um, alternatives that are less abrasive to the body. But I work with cancer patients who get conventional treatment all the time. It's a, but but I'm very comfortable in the energy of it. So like I'm I'm friends with chemotherapy and radiation, and that could be yeah. part of the, you know, the feeling inside. Even though I agree, and I would love for us to move forward. I've, um, you know, I I, I want to celebrate how anyone heals, uh, however they choose to heal. So perhaps that helps to bypass it. I think a lot of times what energy work does too for people who are on conventional drugs that are hard on the body, even things like prednisone or drugs for rheumatoid arthritis or MS, um, all of those things, is that it helps to mediate the side effects of the drugs too, which then allows the the natural immune system to kind of pick up a a lot faster, I believe. Yeah, and and, uh, I've heard uh, this kind of approach. I'm just not good at it. And interestingly enough, uh, uh, the people who have been trained in my techniques aren't good at it either. (laughs) So I, I don't know whether I'm passing along my bias which is certainly possible, uh, and or there's something different about my techniques or something that produces something slightly different than, than other techniques. I think a real interesting question is, are, are the different healing techniques producing different, I don't know, frequencies, right. outcomes, signals, something along those lines? I have suspicion that they are. Right. And, I, I, for example, I have... Um, a lot of people in Chicago, uh, I'm, I've gone there and I'm going there again in April to, to, to do a workshop there at, at a place called Equilibrium Energy. Mm. And and they do a whole lot of things. It's kind of like a full alternative place. And, and so you can get uh, technique A, B, C, D. But a bunch of them out there have been studying my technique. And they tell me that they would use Reiki for X, Bangston oh. for Y, Joe Ray for Z, you know, something like that. Wow. And there are combinations that ought not to be combined. Wow. Now, I, I, you know, I, this is their clinical experience, and I, I, don't, I don't have any systematic data uh, to that end. But, but it, it's an interesting crowd. So the people who are Reiki masters will use Reiki for, and I'm not good at comparative stuff in healing. Um, and if someone has, for example, cancer, then they said, it, it, you know, it's a no-brainer to them. They're using my technique. Mm, lovely. I can't wait to look at your techniques since I work with cancer patients all the time. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and so they say there's a, they say, because I don't know any other techniques, they say that Reiki is much better than my technique for, and then they fill in, and, Bankston <laughs> is, and then Bankston is better for, and then they fill in. And I don't, I don't have any systematic data on that whatsoever. So I'm going I'm to head out to Equilibrium in Chicago. In, in about a month uh, to kind of check the place out and see what's going on. I, I think a lot about healing for both the healer, although the Healy doesn't necessarily have to have any beliefs about healing and have and, and not know anything. I've had clients, of course, who know nothing about energy medicine and who have amazing responses to the work. 
And and so, you know, it's not like they have to know anything about it. But I do think for the healer, at least, it's it, a lot of our thinking has something to do with how the energy moves in our body. You know, so if we come up with rules, perhaps then the energy is going to move more um, positively based on the rules that we create. I don't know. Oh, yeah, and I, I, I like your phrasing, the rules that you, we create. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I suspect that your ability to do to treat cancer patients who are undergoing traditional therapies, you didn't learn the rule that you can't. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I was raised so holistically that it was such a shock that I, uh, believe me, it was a series of, of coincidences, which are, of course aren't real, that led me to be an oncology nurse. It was not my original plan. But I fell in love with oncology and the patients, and, and I just find them so courageous. And I had so many wonderful experiences, not to mention the fact that I opened up as an oncology nurse. So I have this great love of cancer. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that probably is what helps to mediate perhaps some of the fears um, or worries that other people have. Yeah, I think that's that's very nicely put. I, I, I get astonished when people declare war on cancer. I don't, I don't get that. I, right. I just, just bring the cancer cells back. <laughs> you know, what's the issue? I mean, what are you trying to kill them for? They're not doing anything wrong. Exactly, right. They're just doing their shtick, you know, and and what does a cancer cell do? It likes to reproduce. Mm, And why does it like to reproduce? Because it doesn't understand its environment. Mm. So So just welcome it back. uh, Once it it knows where it is, it'll have the same on-off switch as all other kinds of cells. I don't think it's a big deal. But my impression is that these other things wreck the communication system, like radiation. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I, and, and, but I think you're, this is a, it's a very important thing that, that we ought to know more about, and I'm not pretending to know a lot about it, uh, and that is how much of this stuff is self-limiting. Mm. So I did learn the rule that chemotherapy and radiation doesn't work with me, mm-hmm. right. and it, it may not be necessary. And I, when I teach people, I'd say, hey, you know, don't be limited by what I say. Pay no attention to me. Well, and I love the fact, I mean, if there's patients who don't want to do conventional treatment, which there are a lot of people and they have a very hard, it's very challenging for them. You know, big, yeah. it's yep. very hard for them and, and they go through so much angst. They, it's, it's really, really hard for them. And so it's wonderful that you've had so much experience with your um, techniques and your belief system and, and all of the love of treatment that you have that you've been able to help individuals who've had no treatment, which I think yeah, is fantastic. That, those, those respond very, very quickly and dramatically. That's wonderful. An, an interesting anecdote, I, the great Bernard Grad, uh, who really was the founder of virtually all healing research at McGill University, um, he, he, when he found out about my, uh, my success with the mice, uh, he had tried these same mice for, because they're very standard kinds of stuff. Uh, as a biologist, he had tried this with healers, and he had never had success. Mm. And so he became obsessed with my results, and he, he would call me up and this and that, and that. And one day he called me up, and he was yelling at me, going, what are the cages made of? <laughs> and, and I said, I don't know. You're a biologist. What do you think they're made of? He goes, no, tell me, tell me. I said, well, they're, they're he said, plastic or glass? I said, plastic. And he starts yelling at me. He says, you can't heal through plastic. Well, yeah, sure you can. If you, if and you... I said, I'm sorry, I never learned that. <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely convinced, and this is the granddaddy of all research, that you can't heal through plastic. And I laughed at him. I said, you know, you're, you're a dope. You're, this, is, this is self-imposed limitation. Exactly, absolutely. Uh, so would you be interested in helping to answer some questions? We have callers waiting on the line. 
I'll try, but I don't know a whole lot. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> you actually know way more than you think. <laughs> yes, you do. So who do we have, Benny? Yes, we'll start things off. Uh, Beth is calling in from Montana. She's been waiting patiently, and it uh, looks like she has a question about some uh, healing work around her. So, Beth, welcome to the Marie Manutary Show. Oh, thanks, Benny. And I want to thank you for taking my call, Marie and Dr. Benson. And I have... Um, I have taken my Reiki 1 twice and Reiki 2, and I'm the one in the class that never feels anything or doesn't, you know, sense anything. Or, And I just wondered if, you know, maybe, maybe I just don't need to, or I just wondered if there were any blocks that, and I know, Marie, you probably get this question all the time, yeah, I, I do. I was. I would love to know what Dr. Bankston has to say first, if you don't yeah. mind. I mean, how do you feel about that, Dr. Bankston? A, a healer, do they have to feel something when they're doing energy work? I have. I have uh, used a, a whole bunch of volunteers in my healing experiments on cancer, and uh, I, the only people I've ever used in my experiments are people who have no experience. And people who, if anything, they side that they don't believe. They 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 think you know what really what are you doing? You know you, it can't be this dopey that you want me to <laughs> fix cancerous mice in a in a in in a lab. And and so I have them keep logs of their experiences. And I have some people who feel something, and I have some people who feel nothing. And my experience is that there's no difference whatsoever. An outcome, and and I suspect that the feeling that you have, uh, or that feeling that some people have, may be good uh, for them if they think that that's a good thing. But I don't know that there's any real link between your subjective feeling and um, and and the efficacy of healing. And and I would liken that to. I mean, I, frankly, I think that there's a, there, that the highest level and the fastest and the most dramatic healings that I've ever seen have been when the healer feels nothing. Yeah, I, I would completely agree. I don't think it is a requirement um, at all. I, I think it's like you said, it's a natural process that, that we, we have these beautiful chakras in the palms of our hands and they can emit and transmute light and energy. And that's what's happening. And it doesn't matter if someone can feel it or not. Yeah, I agree. So how yeah, do I think in terms of symptoms? You know, if you feel something when you uh, go back to my digestion example, if you're if you're aware of your digestion, probably something's going wrong. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so true. My digestion has been talking to me ever since I reached like 44, very loud. <laughs> so I would completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah maximal uh, digestion is is effortless, feelingless, and everything elseless. And I suspect healing might be the same. That is really lovely. I think that's so. Beth, do you think now that you've had a different impression, perhaps, um, from two people who are active in this profession, um, you know, and have been for a long period of time, do you think that you're going to relax now about it? Well, I, you know, I the word keeps trust keeps Aww. coming up for me, Aww. and um. And I guess I maybe want to feel that, and maybe I that's what I need. That's the ghost I need to give up. Yeah, I, you know, here's what, I, I love mantras and affirmations. I'm kind of a fan of them, and I think a, a beautiful one for you, and I think your intuition is right on about you trusting that 
something miraculous is happening. You don't have to have smoke and and lights, you know, to to let you know that something's happening. Um, perhaps even repeating before you lay hands on someone, you know, for like several minutes in your head, I have an abundance of self-worth. And just repeating that over and over again um, so that you can enjoy yourself in the process and not worry about what, what may or may not be happening. Oh, oh, that sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful. Well, I just thought maybe I was the one that had, you know, some chakra that's turned inside out or um, <laughs> something of that nature, but, um, but I will trust. But Marie, I do have one real quick question <laughs> okay. for you. All right. Um, I, my main guide, mm. do you see this male or female? And I, if, yeah, well, you have a very interesting, uh, guide group, I would say, and your primary guides, you have one of each, you have a man and a woman, they share it equally. So you have this lovely um, autonomy, I would say, between male and masculine energy. And the reason why you have two guides, one of the reasons is because, for primary guides, is because they want you to have that autonomy within your own body. And, you know, men tend to be more confident about themselves. They just tend to have more of that ease in, in themselves. And I think that's part of the masculine energy that your spirit guides are hoping that you um, embed in your own personality. So I see one of each. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, I thank you both so much, and thanks for for teaching us. (laughs) I appreciate it. You're welcome. And we're going to take a break here on Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We bring a unique talk radio blend your way every Friday and Saturday on 1150 KKNW. From pop culture to the paranormal, you get variety in a conversational style. Whether it's UFOs or ESP, angels or the afterlife, Bigfoot or your big dreams, everything is fair game on our show. Join the A-Team of Alternative Talk Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on the station that leads the pack without following the herd. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction, with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt, to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health and hormones the dvd series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671 wisdom within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer lindsey paul and animal intuitive and healer shauna fisher from your lunch break to vacation from your car to your kitchen from despair to newfound awareness. Join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Get out of your head and tune into your soul. Marie is delighted to announce that she will be teaching two interactive workshops at both Hollyhock locations this year. First up is her intuitive health workshop at the beautiful Cortez Island in British Columbia, June 14th through the 19th. This tranquil setting 
is the perfect backdrop to invigorate your self-healing skills with intuition. November 8th through the 10th, Marie will be back at Hollyhock, Vancouver, BC location to teach a two and a half day workshop on connecting to guidance. Learn how to open the channels of communication with your guides and tap into vast resources of wisdom. Don't forget to register online at hollyhawk.ca. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Talk radio with a difference. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Rain Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in really pretty, I mean, really, the sky just keeps getting bluer and bluer. We do have a few clouds, Bill, so don't worry. It's not just pristine. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'd have to look at a weather map. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're putting me on. You're scamming the guy on the East Coast. I am. I totally am. I want everyone to come to Seattle and hang out with us, uh, especially when I'm teaching workshops and all of those good things, which I will be teaching a Reiki workshop March 1st through the 3rd. I think we only have a couple spots left. Um, Alyssa's giving me the nod through the um, soundproof booth over there because she's the person putting everyone through the phone calls. And she's so loud, so we have to put her in the We do. I know. She's loud, isn't she? Yeah. Extremely. (laughs) That's where we have to stick her. (laughs) She's really not. She's the completely opposite. Yeah, she's really not, but we like to tease her whenever we can, right? Yeah, yeah. So so you teach workshops, too, healing techniques as well. Yeah, I've... um... Uh, as you mentioned earlier, I have this six CD set. People want to know, really, what is it that you do? And so I went to Sounds True and kind of dictated these CDs. Um, and uh, an interesting question to me is, to, can you learn this stuff just from CDs? Because there is a benefit to being live, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that really systematically worked out, but my, my impression is, that uh, there's a, there's a benefit to a live group and a live audience and and, and like that. So um, it's it, it's been a pretty interesting experience. I don't do a lot of workshops because I'm you know really more lab oriented, but um, I, I do maybe four a year, something like that. Um, and people come and they learn the techniques, practice their brains out, and do all that. They get into support groups and help each other and practice groups, and then they you know I get all these anecdotes which uh, bother the hell out of me. Oh, well, we I, I can't believe the stuff that they, they claim they're doing. You know? Well, we are so grateful for what you're doing live or on CDs. And in fact, <laughs> no, really, thank you so much. I know it's oh, very welcome. helpful for people because people want yeah. tools or ideas. And yeah. Well, I, again, if, if people are interested, I am. Uh, you can look at my website at bankstonresearch.com. And I, I announce workshops from time to time. So, again, I have one coming up in Chicago in April. Ooh, well, maybe I'll be a... Uh, I might take a class from you. It might might oh, that'd be, be fun. fun. If, you're, yeah. if you're around, you are my guest. Oh, thank you. That would be lovely. So who do we have on the phone lines now, Benny? Yeah, let's go back. And we have uh, Bridget now calling in from L.A. She had a question about her health. So, Bridget, welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call, all of you. Of course. Um, I'm calling again about my skin. I, I called a few weeks ago. Um, I 
believe it involves my uterus, but I'm I'm still having trouble with my skin. I've been drinking five cups of cucumber juice a oh, day, nice. and um, it starts getting better. And then I I think I have issues with food, and I just I can't pinpoint what it is, and I'm getting really scared to eat. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm stuck. Like it's not just my health; it seems like everything in my life is just stuck, and I'm just in a holding pattern. Mm-hmm. So any words of wisdom, Bill? No, this, I think, is more your turf than mine. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm not a medical intuitive in, in, in any way, so I, I yield the floor. Okay, well, I know you're going to add some beautiful words of wisdom. I can feel them. Just like you did with our first call, you did a great job. So, Bridget, here's what I think. I think, first of all, you need to stop worrying, and first and foremost, you need to stop thinking about your health. And and I know that sounds like counterintuitive. If you've got a health issue or something going on, our job is to think about it, analyze it, process it until we get it resolved. But in some cases, in many cases, especially for the type of personality that you are, when something comes up for you as a red flag, I think that sometimes you can get a little obsessed with it. And and this actually brings more dis-ease to the body. And then as you're noticing more things going off or are awry in other areas of your life. So I would recommend that you stop thinking about it and stop worrying about it, because we know this is not life-threatening, whatever's going on. Um, and I, I think the stress and anxiety that you've built up, and, and we can say from even real reasons, is actually creating more stress and anxiety, and it's making your body reactive. So what do you think about that? Um, I think there's there's probably some truth to that, but at the same time, it's very frustrating, and I just want it to stop. I, 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 want, I want things to, to change, because it's... it's not just my health, it's like in other areas of my life as well. Well, it's affecting everything else. That's what's happening. There's actually a universal law for this, and, and Bill um, may speak to this as well. It's called, some people call it paradoxal intent. And it's where you're putting so much energy, but it's through desperation and fear and anxiety that it, to have something go away or not be a part of your life or whatever it is for the individual, that it's actually having the reverse effect because wherever your intention is, you're creating more of that. So, Bill, can you speak to that at all, or do you have some experience with that? Well, my, the actual healing techniques that I use, um, uh, one of them is a very, very rapid mental imaging. Mm. Um, and it involves making a list of very concrete things that you want. So you can't say stuff like, I want to be happy, or I want to be healthy. It doesn't mean anything. Um uh, if you ask people what they want, they always say the same three things. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want money. Yeah, it's I mean, true. They, 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 you'll, you'll never find anybody who says anything different. It's really, it's really quite astonishing. And, and um, I, I suggest, uh, similar to Marie, that if you're, let's say you put, I want to be healthy and I want to be able to do something that you can already do. In order to make that manifest, you have to get sick. So worrying about your health, if you have health, and if you're trying to become healthy, and you already have what you're trying for, you have to. It's actually a negative. The things on my list are only things you don't now have, and the list has to be in pencil because it's fluid. Mm. So if I have a problem, let's say you have a skin problem which prevents you from doing, wearing something, the image would be of it already. In a, in a concrete situation where all the condition is gone. Exactly. And those images, I don't think you should focus on. 
I have people go through a list of at least 20 things very, very rapidly, and they do that while they're having any other emotion. I, I just I think it's perfect and it's wonderful because we're so powerful. People don't realize how powerful we are. That's why we can heal ourselves. And that's why just gently laying the hands our hands on someone when we know nothing about technique or energy medicine can create um, a, a, a wellness in someone's being. We're so powerful that what we focus on is going to manifest. And so when you're focusing on the wanting or the difficulty or the challenge, you're creating more of that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I suspect there's a draw from the future. And Mm -hmm. I could go into a bunch of really interesting studies on this. Uh, But there appears there are what could be loosely called attractors from the future. And the issue is, at least in my terms, what's the address you want to be at? Wow. And so the list, the combination of the images on the list is a complex address that you're asking to be in. Wow. The attraction is from that future. So we never get involved with when or how something is going to happen, because that would be just the height of of egomania. We simply have the what's. And so we set the complex address of the future, and it's the universe's problem to get me there. I don't have to worry about it. So, Bill, do you have this on your CD lesson program, and do you teach us in your workshops? Yes. Okay, I think, Bridget, I think we need to sign up, I'm telling you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and people get mad because the stuff in the list keeps happening, and, and so right. it, it, it's, they don't believe it. And I go, right. I don't either, don't worry about it. I, you know, uh, I, one of my favorite techniques, but it sounds like you have it, but with even more or some different new interesting ways and perspectives of looking at it is to just imagine that whatever you want, not how you got there, but whatever you want, it's already happened. You know, it's the what. It's yeah. the what. Yeah. So that, that's think, the address of the future. I think I have. I, I struggle with the actual bleeding. I think that's. It gets really challenging for me. Right. How and, do you? And, and, and well, then you imagine that you don't have that anymore, that the uterus is beautiful and healthy, not how it happened or what it happened, but that, you know, that everything is gorgeous. W- would you agree, Bill? I would, try, I would even try to go past that and mm. get past the specific problem. So, oh. for example, if someone has bad knees, the image could be skiing. Mm. Mm. So the skiing, if they are skiing, their, their knees are better. Wow. And if you're worried about the knees and you get hung up on the knees and let's say your knees hurt, well, it's hard to get past that. Right. So I don't do positive thinking. I just do imaging past the problem. I think that's beautiful. So mm. could, could you try that, Bridget? I think that would be fun for you. Yeah, that, that, actually, that actually might help. <laughs> and you're very visual. Yeah. You know, I look into your third eye and you're a very visual person, which is positive when we're using this type of approach, Bill's beautiful approach of the imaging. But when you're also in fear and worried and you're great at imaging, boy, you're doing a great job of, of you know, continuing to create the things that you don't want, not out of, you know, um, of, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to create more of what I want, but just by happenstance because you're such a great visualizer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a writer, so oh. I tend to... I tend to be able to see things pretty clearly. You do. So, oh, yeah. great. Please keep us posted. I'd love to know how it turns out. Okay. Thank you so much, both of you. You're welcome. So oh. what do you want to do? I think we have, should we take Moj real fast? Do you have time? 
Um, I'm not sure. I, there was someone who wrote into Facebook oh, who had a question, too. No, okay, no, sure. I didn't even tell you this. We have callers waiting on the line, too, and we have like four minutes left in the programming. So Benny is giving me a heads up of what we could be doing. But um, I wanted to ask you, Bill, as well. Someone from Facebook wrote in. They said, but now I think we even have the answer to the question, that they've been having some health issues that were completely undiagnosable, the symptoms. And so what you would have them do was do the very same thing, take those symptoms to a different place. Pass the symptoms. So what is the thing that, that would imply that they're done? You never focus on the problem you have. Wow, wow. So again, I'm skiing. Well, okay, I'm skiing. I, it, the knees are better. Right, right. Wow, that is amazing. That is and, amazing. and I also the, the, have at least 20 things on the list which are unconnected <laughs> um, because I don't want it to be something that, that goes to positive thinking or belief or anything like that. Mine becomes simply a mechanical process of very rapid imaging. And, and do you think that the reason why you want to avoid the positive thinking is because a lot of times we have fear about the positive thinking. Like, we'll go straight into destructive mode about a positive thought. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're in pain, you're in pain. You know, <laughs> yeah. what am I going to think positively about? You know, And, and, yeah. and I, I don't think that belief or positivity, if that's a word, um, should matter at all. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm just so excited. I can't wait to take some classes from you. And so I don't, do we have time for one more question? It's a relationship question from Mo from Eugene. Uh, real fast, Mo. Hi. Hi. Can you, can you be quick? Yes. I was just wondering if my relationship is going to work out and if the apartment that I'm about to move in is going to work out good or not. Well, I think, um, Bill, for, I'm sure Bill from, from even, can you feel the energy from Mo? Bill, can you feel it? Yeah, I'm not as sensitive as you are. <laughs> I can just I can just feel Mo that you're so worried, you're so upset and you're so scared. It makes things challenging to turn out well. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so I would do a quick turnaround. I would use some of these techniques that Bill's talking about. Do some imaging of of, you know, that you're living in a gorgeous place, not how you figured it out or anything of that nature. Bill, could you speak to it quickly before we go off air? Yeah, and, and, and have a whole bunch of images, too, uh, that are not related just to living conditions. So it can be physical things. It can be things of the future. Uh, I have one thing I ought to mention, though. I have very strong ethical guidelines that you can't put anyone else in your yes, images. that's right. Unless you have okay. per- explicit permission if they're able to give permission. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and good luck with that. We wish you a beautiful place to live and a beautiful person to love in your life. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bill, for coming on the show. You are fantastic, as always. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was really fun. fun. And you might see me at one of your classes. That'd be fun. You just let me know, and, and I'd be happy to have you as my guest. We'll oh, have fun. thank Maybe you. Maybe we could double team them and, you know, really screw with their heads. <laughs> you are a delight. Thank you so much. I wish you the best of, of luck with your research and traveling to Germany. Um, positive thoughts for you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much. And uh, next week, which I'll be here on February, Valentine's Day. You, do you have a, Are we going to share Valentine's, Benny? We can. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Ooh. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I'm going to be interviewing, hopefully he'll be in studio, David Pond, who's an astrologer. So he'll be doing readings and talking. I think I know David fairly well. I think he'll be talking about self-love, not so much about romantic love. But I'm going to be sharing Valentine's with Benny. So I, I can't wait to see what you get me. <laughs> now the pressure's on. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> okay, I'll just give you a hint. Start. Dark chocolate. Oh, okay. done. <laughs> okay. done. Thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, wherever you are. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye.